Wow. I think we just, there you go. Free marital advice, y'all. It, it's like, it's like, it, it hugs the junk. Like it's meant for like strippers, I think. <laughs> Ew, does that mean it's going to be one of those, like, are they dating or are they siblings? Oh, cause I don't want that. Sorry, that's probably Something not good. Something on this channel is going to get all of us canceled, but that's yeah. okay. at least it's not on the internet. Welcome back to 4 Geeks by Geeks, the place where geeks come to geek out. As always, I am Bowser. Welcome back, you guys. It is officially a brand new Monday Night Geek Out sesh. DSB is here. Welcome. It's hanging, he says. No drinks tonight. Who says? Who says? How else am I going to stay loose on the internet? Oh my god, I feel like it's been forever since our last Geek Out sesh. I think the last one was with James Wilder, um, who just celebrated a 10-year anniversary of Arc Beetle Press. So if you haven't already, go check them out. Um, they were giving away a free e-novel, so that's amazing. But it's been a minute. Um, I wish I had a better excuse other than this work has been stupid fucking crazy. <laughs> I go away for a week on vacation. And then I come back and as anybody of you know, once you go on vacation, you need like another week of vacation to catch up from the vacation. But there was no rest for the weary and I had to hit the ground running. Um, we were opening a new show the week after I got back. And so I had some catching up to do um, with the set and with promotions. And it was just crazy. But it ended up being a beautiful show. It was lots of fun. Great turnout. And now finally, things are kind of resting again before the next crazy season, Christmas. Um, but it's my favorite time of the year, which is spoopy season. And I am here for it. And I'm watching horror movies any chance I can. And just saw Hocus Pocus. You want to feel, feel old? It's the 30th anniversary, y'all. The 30th anniversary of Hocus Pocus. But they were showing it in theaters. So Mrs. Bozer and I went to the theaters and watched it because I'm pretty sure we didn't see it in theaters when it first came out. She would have barely been born. I would have been probably too young to take to a movie. Um, so that was kind of fun. Um, she was smacking me because I was just quoting every single line because it's that much of a jam, but it was a good time and I'm ready for Halloween. Um, what are you guys going as? as Halloween. I want to know. Let me know. Also, I want you to use QOTD to find out the question of the day, like DSP already did, which is what is a DD horror story from your table? Um, I've been lucky enough to only play with really great people at my table. No, I'm serious, because the only real DD I've played is here on this channel. And everybody in the table, whether it's virtual or physically at a table, the few times that I've been lucky enough to do so have been amazing. Um, but I will tell you that I guess the horror story is everybody's got a player that either doesn't really pay attention or isn't present or, you know, chews on stream into the microphone. And we've had one. <laughs> I bet you can guess who it is, but we still love him anyway, even if he makes my ears cringe. But that's honestly the worst horror story I've had is just somebody not quite paying attention as much as I'd like them to or eating on stream. Um, I can't wait to be playing D&D &D so long that my horror story list is 
pages and pages long. But thank you all for hanging out tonight and joining us for our Geek Out Sesh with Tabletop for Two. They already are amazing because I messaged them yesterday. Um, I had an opening today and I asked, hey, by chance, would you be willing to come on the show? And they said, yeah. And I'm like, okay, by chance, would we do it tomorrow? And they're like, yeah, this might work out. So you got to give them all the love tonight. And as you are giving it, go ahead and use command tabletop42 and take them straight to your, their Instagram where you can give them some real love because they're doing some amazing things over there. They're a relatively new channel, um, but that command didn't do shit. <laughs> they're a relatively new channel, but they are working so hard on... Uh, oh, I spelled it wrong. I just said tabletop two. I'm going to change it for two. Um, that they're really popping off. And I'm sure you've seen if you, if the algorithm knows you like D and D at all, I'm sure you've seen some of their content as we're going to review tonight. And we're going to find out what's in their secret sauce. How are they actually playing tabletop four two? And what advice might they have for anybody that doesn't have a full table or maybe down a few players that week. Um, and then we're going to end the stream because they're such fans of Baldur's Gate, as many of you are, with a little kiss, Mary kill to figure out uh, who we'd give one sloppy one, who we'd get stuck with for the rest of our lives, and who'd we'd throw in a ditch six feet under in the backyard. Two, it's a number two. Table top four, two. I fixed it. I fixed it. Why is it not working now? See, I was telling you, technical difficulties are our bread and butter. You might have you might have hit it just a little too soon, DSB. We might have hit enter at the same time. There we go. See, there we go. But DSB shared. Um, that doesn't make me feel old. But seeing the sign at the gas station that says "Must be born on this day in" and the year is in the two thousands doesn't make or does make me feel old. I gotta move this logo. It's right in the way of all your great answers. Uh, yeah, I, I cringe every time. It used to be at least in the 1900s. And now I could have children that are old enough to drink almost. But I know you didn't come to watch me flap my jaws. Because I didn't come here for that either. I want to meet these two lovely human beings who are doing the most on socials. And I'm really excited to watch them grow and hear what kind of advice they have and just get to know them better. So stick around. We've got some fun. Please give it up for my new two best friends on the D&D world, Nick and Lucy from Tabletop for Two. Hi. <laughs> Hello. That was a, quite an introduction. Also. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's, it's what my cue card said. I didn't write it, so. <laughs> well, I did. So thank you for reading it off verbatim. Um, <laughs> And it was a great intro, if I may say so myself. <laughs> yeah. You may. You may say yeah. so. How are you guys doing tonight? Thanks for hanging out. Absolutely. Nothing better on a Monday night. Yeah, doing great. Yeah, thanks for having us on, man. This is awesome. Great opportunity. Right? We we used to do them, like, way back early, like, on a weekend. We're like, you know what? Let's just spice up the Mondays. Because everybody yeah. needs Mondays need a little spice. No one needs, like, the weekend spice stuff. Everyone already does no. stuff on weekends. Yeah. You need the, the Monday spice. No. Monday Spice. Counteract the blues. That was my uh, Spice Girl's name was Monday Spice. I got Monday out. Spice. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Just wake up like hungover with like a <laughs> glass of coffee, like a mug of coffee. Like, yeah. 
liquid IV. And what, you want, yeah. what you really <laughs> on that note, it, we didn't we weren't talking about this at all, but have you ever heard of Z Biotic? Uh no, is that like a Z a Z pack, like azithromycin? I'm sorry? The medicine? Gesundheit? I don't I don't think I don't know. Oh I, I don't know. I went to school for theater, so they don't teach us big words like that. Uh. No, it's this little vial you drink. I'm trying, I'm asking everyone because I just bought like a trials pack and I want to see if anybody actually has used it or heard of it. But it's this little vial that you drink before you start drinking. And it's supposed to like break down the toxins that are created in your gut when you're drinking. And then the next day you're not supposed to have a hangover at all. Really? Interesting. I tried it. It had kind of success. I probably should have been way more hungover than I was. That's interesting. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to give that a try considering I get a, a hangover if I just have two beers now because I'm old. So I know it takes less and less. Yeah. It's not fair. And the recovery takes longer and longer. Oh my God. I just went to Mexico for a week and I about died after day three. <laughs> I would, yeah. There's no reason to stay there for a week. I'd no. be like, no, two days, I'm good. Like, yeah. Let's go home. I used to be such a party animal and now yeah. I'm just a cozy little cat animal. That's fine. Let's say, you know, that makes me feel good now. Yeah, we're domesticated. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> At least we get treats and lovins. Exactly. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much. Um, I can't wait to find out a little more about what you're doing. But first, yeah. I got to ask you the question of the day. Are you do you have any good horror stories from your D&D &D tables? Um. You know, I mean, we, we're kind of like you. We've been blessed with with good people. We've been playing the same home game for quite a while now with the same guys. Yeah. Um, so, like, the, the biggest story that comes to mind was, so I'm the DM of, the, of this campaign. And there's okay. it's quite a big table. There's, like, seven of us. Right? There's yeah, including him, it's seven. seven. So yeah. Wow, nice. Players. So there's six characters. Um, yeah, of course, there's that one guy in the campaign. We're playing, like, a, a, a serious kind of political intrigue campaign, but there is comedy Ooh. to it. Hi, Heroes um, of Evermore. Oh, Evermore, what's up, man? Yeah. See, oh, I told you, we all know the same people, I'm sure, by now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so they they got in a fight, a street brawl with some with some cops at, at the city, right? And I was going to let it slide as a DM, like, yeah, just, just a good old fist brawl, like, let, let's just get it out of our system or whatever. But no, someone else in our party decides to just, in the middle of the street, just cleave a guy in half with, the, a, with cop. Sword. a cop. Like a cop. And we, we made it like a, you know, I'm a bard in that campaign. So we were making it like a, a show. Like we got a crowd. We were taking bets. It was going to be funny. It was going to be Rock whimsical. <laughs> Oops. She yeah. specifically drew a crowd to make sure people were watching. And then he's just like, you know what? I'm going to kill a cop in the middle of this. <laughs> and just quite literally half him. And yeah. we were like, what? <laughs> this is all fantasy. Um, yeah, yeah. Hello, players. Meet consequences. Yeah. And I was like, well, congratulations. You're in jail now. Well, and granted, this was session two of a new campaign. <laughs> <laughs> two. It's always the beginning where the players like testing their limits, seeing what they can get away with. Yeah. Yeah. This is the same guy that jumped in, into a bag of holding earlier in our first campaign. So. Yes. Not the smartest tool in the shed there. Yeah. What happens if you put a bag of holding inside of a bag of holding the world you, ends you create a time rift that opens to the astral plane i'm pretty sure as yeah. like rules as written but yeah if you put a human inside a bag of holding they just they're lost forever but i i like wrote something i was like all right you can come back if you do this and just... but couldn't you just stick your hand in and think of them and pull them out 
it like works differently with organic beings. Technically, so. it works differently versus you know if you're like living versus you're an object. Well, actually, yeah. yeah. Well, if you look but, at the rules in the fourth edition. But he is brilliant, and instead of ruining our, you know, having our campaign ruined and three of our players just stuck in the astral plane for the rest of forever, he was like, you know what, y'all are gonna do a one shot to try to get out, and it was amazing and it was brilliant, oh. and we'll never forget that moment now. Yeah, it's it's very easy to turn a moment that would, you know, another DM might just be like, well, that's the end of the campaign because you do this. And it's like, no, you know what? I'm going to turn it and I'm going to give them a memorable moment out of it, you know, because they're going to be talking about it. And, you know, my, my role as a DM is to give the players the best experience possible. Right. So like, Screw it. So you know? I really wonder if there is a DM out there that that would happen and they would just say, well, that's the end of the campaign. You lost. You suck. There's a that's lot. So There's sad. a lot that would be like, oh, sorry, you died. Like that's the three so of you were dead. Yeah, there's, there's a lot, man. Like we're playing a game together. We're telling a story together. Yeah. Yeah. Some DMs oh. enjoy the consequences a little too much. Yeah. yeah. I've been spoiled by two great of D&D players at this point where I just can't fathom anybody being less than my guys. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. They've set the bar high. Apparently. That's why I don't play with anybody else. <laughs> yeah. No need well, to. Before we get too far into it, please tell us a little bit about um, who you are and what you guys do as geeks. Yeah. You want to go for it? Sure. Um, so we started playing, uh, well, I mean, I guess we kind of, before we were into D&D, we've always been uh, a staple of our kind of relationship over the last couple of years has been, we like trivia. We go to board game bars. We play card games. We play right. Jeopardy together. Like, so we've always liked yes. the stuff. We love movies. 730 every night. Yes. It never fails. There's <laughs> three constants in life, you know, death, taxes, and Jeopardy. So <laughs> we can't forget America's game. Yeah. yeah, come on. And so, yeah, that's just kind of the pipeline was there. We love our Star Wars stuff. We love our nerd stuff. You know, we have we love our Marvel and all of that good stuff. And it just kind of appeared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're both we've both been storytellers for a while. She was she was an author. Uh, she is she, like she still writes. She writes novels. Um, really? Hardly. I'm not published. I just write for myself and my loved ones. But I appreciate you. Yeah, no, I mean, she's, she has a lot of paid hundreds and thousands of pages, like, like in her computer. Just Is that book. what you give for Christmas? Just Merry Christmas. Here's a manuscript. Please read it and tell me what you think. Yeah, I just email my friends and family like, hey, uh, tell me this doesn't suck, please. Here's my book. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I wrote like audio dramas and uh, stuff like oh. that. So it, it was just kind of a natural transition that. You know, uh, we start looking up D and D, and we're like, "Oh, we can tell stories together. This is great. This is what we do. So why wouldn't we do it in this format?" You know? Yeah. Wait, how does one write audio dramas? It's like it's a script, like like you would a movie or a TV show, except you just don't write a lot of like the blocking and the uh -huh. the, the scene setting and stuff like that. You just write basically dialogue and enough like scene settings to get get the actors like in their mood or whatever. But it's a script, like anything else. But then you get like other people to read it, and you record it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then what, I, you just I, it just sits in your computer. Um, well, if it's if you're like me, uh, you get people to record it, and then you don't edit it, and it sits in your computer forever. Yeah. Um, oh. But normal people <laughs> would would edit it and, and publish it and, and put it out, but not me. Yeah. Oh, looks like T is in the chat. Thankfully, poor T. Everyone say, "Aw, poor T." Oh, poor T. Feeling poor good, tea. guys. Dude, how's how's your throat? Yeah, tea. how you feeling, bud? Yeah, T was supposed to join tonight, but. Um, his throat just got progressively worse throughout the day. And now I don't think he can even speak. He's just a mute. 
just typing. Please don't die on me, T. I cannot do this on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't die on our episode. That would be the worst legacy that we could leave behind for this channel. <laughs> oh, good. No and he can't video. see. Oh, he can't see now. This is the oh. tabletop for two curse. Thank you for guys. Oh, dear God. Yep, this is it. What if he just dies in the chat? What if his final words are here? In we the can't. Chat? We can't manifest that. We would quit. Yeah. We would quit streaming. And I think, everything. out of respect, we all should. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> just, this is our way out, T. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you get out of it. So okay, you guys have had like storytelling and tabletop as a core part of your relationship. So then, did you guys start tabletop for two together out of that love or? Was it something that you guys were playing with previously? Um, yeah, I mean, I've always had like a weird mind where it works creatively, but it also works very capitalist, which I hate that about myself because <laughs> I'm not a capitalist. <laughs> I'm a socialist through and through. But um, I, was, I was like, I was, you know, I'm always thinking of business ideas and how can, you know, we, how can we get this popular? How can we do this and do that? And so I was thinking this and I was like, hey, what kind of funny? Like we're, I could think of ideas to throw out on the internet and then we, it just happened. We got lucky and then. Yeah, here we are. But you mentioned you got lucky, and mm. I I know you said that before stream, and I kind of fought you on that because looking at the content that you guys are pumping out on your Instagram, like that's just to get the engagement. Like I love all the little skits and the funny things and all the things that honestly I should be doing for four geeks by geeks. But <laughs> hey, man, no, but no. behind the scenes, you guys are are you've got your podcast, you've got um the just homebrew game that you're playing for fun like you guys are doing so much oh yeah indeed we are yeah how like real question how yeah. do you balance that um we'll get That's, back to you yeah. We're, it, it's kind of a, it's a we, great question yeah we kind of learn as we go um definitely like with anything else you know being in a relationship with the person that you're doing all of this with you got to have check-ins you got to be like hey let's um you know, we've just streamed or played D&D &D for three or four days straight. Let's go have a date night and, you know, recharge and balance that. And yeah, we just, we check in with each other. Hey, are you feeling burnt out? No. Or if we're feeling particularly creative, we'll come sit in this little office and just be typing away or, you know, whatever for, for hours sometimes, depending on what mood we're in. Yeah. You just got to compartmentalize, you know, it's like have days for us, have days for D&D, &D, have days for tabletop for two, you know, and then, um, yeah, and just compartmentalize yeah. and. <laughs> Try to stay organized as best you can. But. Yeah. Because the D&D &D homebrew game that you're playing with your seven people total is different than the one that your story you're telling for Tabletop for Two, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No one sees our, our home game. We uh, we have people on our channel from the home game, but um, home game is just for us. You know, just, just, just for funsies. Yeah. That's a great idea we have nothing for ourselves we just put everything <laughs> everything is for other people yeah you, you don't have a home game or anything that you play just for y'all honestly part of it it's it's the time like yeah the guys that i play with like t used to live here but now he's up in michigan um mm. we've got some other guys that maybe originally from here or closer to home but we're just spread out now and yeah. i can't imagine having more than one D, &D game because it's just it takes so much time on its own are you the DM or are you a, are you a player usually? Uh, this is my first time as a GM for Fate Core. It's GM, right? And yeah, this is my first time in this seat, which I love. I absolutely love. Um, but to keep that straight and balanced with like a completely separate game, I might just melt. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I totally understand. Like we also we have full time jobs on top, like you do too. You know, right. it's like just it's a lot, man. Oh yeah, my coworkers, half of them absolutely hate me because as soon as they, as soon as I talk to them, I'm like, oh my god, this D and D, and it's like my my entire brain like is just D and D. Always D and D. A few of them appreciate it, and I've like gotten them kind of interested in it, and the other ones just kind of walk away. And I'm like, that's fine. It, you're not, you're just not one of the cool kids. Oh yeah, there's this guy that I work with too. We're from Texas, like. This, this guy, um, he's salt of the earth. I've worked with him for like eight years. Love the guy. Um, very just good old boy energy. And then uh, I told him, I was like, hey, you should check out this uh, Critical Role thing. I think you'd like it. And then he, he messaged me the other day and he's like, oh, on episode 107. Um, like, boy. <laughs> wow. Monsters over here. I was like, yeah, this is a, he just got super into it. So we're, we're trying to spread the gospel here. Yeah. You know, there you go. Unintentionally, I don't know if you could see. Um, Ooh, okay. yeah, the CR shirt or the, the hoodie, yeah. Love it. And Iron Orphan Maker, I've got I'd Like to Rage. I'm just repping everything Critical Role on accident tonight. Hey, I mean, you know, this people, not, I don't want to call out anyone in our community, but like uh, Critical Role is, is the first person to hate on, you know, whenever someone we're talking to someone from our community. But of course, they have done more for our community than anyone could possibly do. Yeah. I mean, they are. They have awesome. popularized it and normalized it in ways that we might not have ever had otherwise. Yeah. That and Stranger Things, right? Yeah. 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 Which hey, Stranger I, Things, awesome. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Great show. But I always get that question that pops up, like, who's the better DM? Mercer or... Uh, Brennan. Brennan. And it's like, I hate that question. Like, the fact you, that anybody even raises the question is the wrong yeah. question. Hey, I mean, people, people love their tier rankings, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, like it's we just, wrong. We, we live in a society where everything is competition. So if they're yeah. not putting something up against something else, then like, what, what do we do? But who's better? It's like, well, they're, it's not better or worse. They're just different. Right. Because, yeah. like, they wouldn't answer that question. They'd say, they would both say the other is a better DM, I bet. Absolutely. Whereas, like, I think I would rather play in a campaign with Matt as a DM versus Brennan. I love Brennan as a human being. Mm -hmm. But the way that he, like, fucks with his players in the most narratively incredible and, like, heartfelt ways, I would, like, lose my mind. I would go through just the most emotional turmoil in a campaign with Brennan. I mean, I'm kind of in the same realm with him, though. It's like, if I, if I, if my players leave crying, then I did something right. Yeah. You know, it's, right. It's, it's like I made them feel something about something. Um, I feel good about myself when you'll yeah. cry is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? But not I, like cry because our familiar died. Cried because like, you know, they got us in touch with our character. Yeah. Part. It's almost therapy. It is. It is therapeutic. Like I come from a theater background. And so like my favorite thing is just the narrative. That's why I really like Fate Core. If you like narrative storytelling, I would highly recommend. It's not perfect. Um, T had mentioned previous on some other chant, some other geek out sesh that it feels like it's a great supplement to another core set rules. Um, that it on its own kind of is lacking in some things, but narratively it gives you all the room to just create. And so the, the characters is where I really like to be. And yeah. do you find yourself as a DM, like tearing up and crying in those emotional moments too? Um, yeah, no, for sure. And I, I feel like it's, it, I kind of have to because, uh, you know, I'm an, I'm a fairly empathetic person. I like to think so I can see what she's going through in the moment and the emotions she's like experiencing. So like, I kind of experience the moment like with her. So yeah, sometimes it's hard to look them in the eye when we're doing really emotional stuff because it like makes me cry worse. 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, for sure, it's it's emotional moments. Like especially when we're um, making content for people, it's like we want them to feel the emotions through us too. So right. And that's always been my biggest thing in my my own writing. Like I remember the first time that I ever wrote a scene in like a chapter in like a novel, and I actually started crying at my own work. So I was like, damn, that's what this feels like. Like, you know, I want that to transfer off She's the just, page. I'm just so good. <laughs> just sitting there like crying, like dabbing her eyes with yeah. her own pages. Yep. Right, I can't with her own pages. Oh wait, no, that's gold. I can't use that. Yeah, yeah, oh, that was so good. <laughs> but I can't, I can't imagine that you didn't have that moment where like you felt it and then you, it, it almost like life forced you back to look at it from the outside perspective. Like, wow, I'm crying at my own works. Oh yeah, like, definitely embarrassing. Yeah. One of my most embarrassing, but you know, it was, it was, it was, it was fine. I cry at everything. So good for you. You're in touch with your emotions. I Nothing am. Wrong with that. Bozer, you said you do theater. Do you act in stuff too? Or are you mainly like behind the scenes type stuff? Um, at this point I do both. Um, my real background is like, I went to school for musical theater. Okay. Like a performance degree. Um, but now I've worked for this community theater for so long that I, I perform on the stage plenty, but now I just know how to do everything backstage as well. Um, right. That I, and I've been one of the longest people now that are working at this theater. So now new people are coming in and I'm training like technical directors how to do their job. And I have no business <laughs> knowing how to do these things, but I You're do now. Yeah. Right. It's your job. So it's just kind of fun. I make theater now. That's what I do. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, yeah, that's awesome. But it all translates back to like geeking out and this like escapism world that we all live in with like yeah. anime and with Marvel and with D&D and tabletop. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I'm here for I, it. I mean, it's all just stories, man. Like it, it's we've been escaping through stories since, the you know, we were cavemen and you yeah, know stuck in caves with, with cave paintings and stuff like it's just we like to explore the medium, you know, of, of storytelling. Push yeah. it. Well, Alec really wants you to tell that I played the beast. Yeah, what what's up with that? You, they, you and they, my mom, like, tell tell me you're the beast. Tell me you're the beast. I'm like, mom, I don't even know this waitress. She doesn't give a shit. Wait, wait, wait! Like the beast, like from Beauty and the Beast. Yes, we just did Beauty and the Beast not too long ago, and I played the beast. That's amazing. That's pretty freaking cool, man. How I'm embarrassed, Alec. Yes, Bozer can be embarrassed when you make him say things. Um. Anyway, moving on. I want to talk about. <laughs> Tabletop for two, because no, I want to talk about you playing the beast. Yeah, dude. That's what, <laughs> that, that really is cool. That really, is cool. Um, That's amazing. The thing I was super proud of was actually the makeup. I had this like prosthetic and these huge um, horns. But holy the, shit! One thing I really wanted when when I knew it was under season and I didn't know it was going to be me. I, I really wanted someone to audition and not be me. But I wanted them to have um, like hoof boots, like you've seen in cosplay. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wanted those. And so when it ended up being me, I had to go to dark places on the internet to find these heelless platform boots. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And damn, I thought you went to a furry convention to get them. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. 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 Um, Pony Play is now in my search history. So that's fun. Amazing. <laughs> sounds, sounds rough. That's not anyway, a or anything. Yeah. Tabletop for two. Um, yeah. I'm really curious because. Most of the time, when you think about D&D, &D, uh, it's more like the homebrew that you're doing or the one we're doing where there's a large group of people and a DM and you have a lot of interactions between a lot of characters. And um, I feel like it's easy to kind of get lost in the group mentality of falling into the story. Tabletop for two 
is just you, Nick, as the DM, and you, Lucy, as the player. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we translate the format to to other other people as well, you know, but we've gotten it down pretty well, her and I, so, but yeah, just us two. Yep. So how does that work? How do you even build a campaign for one single person, essentially? I mean, it, it's it's different from each of our perspectives. Like, the number one thing that it takes, even for a whole D&D table, is, like, you you have to have complete buy-in to, like, want to tell a good story, right? Like, yeah. if, if, if you're, if we are both bought in in every aspect of of how to tell this story, and you can do it, because, I mean, everyone has that player at a full D&D table that once we start combat, they check out. Or once they start role-playing, that person checks out. Mm -hmm. Like, and they just sit and wait for the thing that they're interested in. But when you're playing with two people, you have to be all in on every facet. So it's, like, yeah. you have to be... Like the biggest thing is being fully committed. Um, 100%. And you have to quick think quick on your feet because when you're playing with six or, you know, five or six other people and you're in a dungeon and there's traps or there's puzzles or there's whatever and they're strategizing, you can kind of shoot the shit for a minute. You can brainstorm, you can bounce ideas off each other when it's just right. the two of you. Like when, when, when I'm the only player, it's like, okay, I need to think, I need to think fast. And like, I really need to be, yeah, fully committed to this character because it is just me making those decisions. And like, I have, especially filming it as well. It's like, you got to keep the story moving. Mm -hmm. So you have to be like willing to, yeah, really put it, put your all. Yeah. <laughs> Which for me, writing my favorite portion was always the characters. So yeah. I, am, I love it. <laughs> so it's easy. It's easier for you to just kind of buy in and commit to that level. Yeah. Like, I guess my question is, like, even from a theater background, I still like freeze up and I get nervous in the middle of a, a role play session because mm -hmm. I don't know why I can't turn my brain off or what that is. So how do you even prepare mentally, like from from the player aspect and the DM aspect for that level of nonstop commitment? For me, it's like as a dm and i'm playing like so many characters at the same time i think i am yeah. so focused on so many other things because like not not only am i playing these characters but i have to follow the the outline of the story that i wrote i have to make sure i'm balancing the encounter right i have to make sure the audio visual lights and all this is going so i don't even have time to like stop so much. and get nervous mm -hmm. <laughs> so um yeah uh, it might be different for you though yes uh i am I mean, it is a little, you know, like I just said, it is, you know, pressure, a little more pressure, I guess, than, you know, in a big party. But for me, uh, my like getting ready time has always been my Zen time. So like I will, you know, take an hour, hour and a half, put some makeup on, put my outfit on, listen to I have like playlists for each of my characters that kind of get me in like a certain ambiance, you know, yeah. like and for so Scarlet Threat, what's the playlist? Um, so I created the playlist myself. It is called Tastes of Transylvania, and it is all mostly um, like instrumental, gothic horror, like organ music, piano. Okay. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Is it on Spotify? Uh, it is. You can probably look right. it up, and it's yeah, it's called Tastes of Transylvania. Y'all, look it up. I'll link it below. <laughs> yeah. You want to feel like a vampire while you're going about your day? I highly recommend it. Especially in spooky season, I try to find yes. Just bomb ass playlist just to vibe to while i'm working or driving so i'm gonna check it out exactly <laughs> you should sometimes having words like in the music it's like too it like muddles your brain more i really mm -hmm. i like an instrumental playlist yeah a little distracting yeah nick give me a ballpark in scarlet threat which which episode how far are you guys in so far 
Uh, we just streamed, or we're going to stream episode five to uh, Wednesday, this Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so far in the campaign, like how many NPCs do you feel like <laughs> Lucy's character has met? Oh, golly. I mean, she, she started her campaign in a large city. So uh, there was a lot shop owners and everything like that. Uh -huh. um, uh, and ballparking, 50. That's, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, she's, she, you've, as far as like people you actually have fight with and have names and like, you know, stat blocks and stuff, probably like 15, 20, but yeah, total probably about 50. Because without a full table, it's always Lucy and NPCs or Lucy alone. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So how do you even go about organizing all those NPCs and knowing uh, like what their energy is and what their voices and what their character is when you come back and meet them again. All right, I'm going to tell you the secret is that um, we said that uh, uh, we, we set up Scarlet Thread as being episodic, you mm -hmm. know, so it's like kind of a serialized episodic type thing. It's because it's so that I don't have to come back to these people and play them again. Oh, there's the secret yeah, sauce, yeah. folks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she is so every every episode she's in like a new place doing something. Um, but then there's like the the antagonist, there's her, you know, friend, mentors, that kind of stuff, which okay. I do keep the normal spreadsheet with the voices and the mm -hmm. description and everything. But everyone else, I'm just like, oh, one and done. And I'm a very good note taker, so I always I try to like keep things also organized on my end so I don't have to be the player that's like every two session every two minutes is like um who who is that again have i have i met them do i do i know that like <laughs> yes i know them i recognize them and <laughs> yeah there's no such thing as being the underprepared player when it's just you absolutely not uh, if you are underprepared and the only player you're going to have a bad time and the dm's going to well, have a bad time i'm going to have a bad time yeah, yeah. that's why that's why i was saying like uh, earlier it's like full, you have to have full buy in if you don't have full buy in then there's no reason to do it no this just comes back to a lot of the content that you guys have made on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you haven't already, use command tabletop for two. Or if you're listening back or watching back after the fact, uh, the link will be below. But I just love these reels that you guys have made. You have so many about like what your favorite module or player race says about yep. you. Or yeah. it's got some great clips from your tabletop for two. Or like that red flags of an underprepared player or a bad GM. Mm -hmm. And it's it just so <laughs> It really does. Like, can I ask how, like I was asking about balance, how often, or how do you work in like making that content that you're airing regularly? How do you build that into your schedule? Um, I mean, I, I try to do it based on when like she has her, you know, she, she likes to have the makeup and everything done and she's really into like doing really cool looks with the makeup and stuff. Yeah. So I, I try to like, you know, catch her when she's coming home from work or like get her, uh, before like, or after a Scarlet Thread episode. Yeah. And I'm just like, Hey, I had this cool idea. Can we just film this real quick? And you know, I'll just like throw it at her <laughs> and just, yeah, she's so good to just uh, rolling with the punches, but absolutely. Um, we just, yeah, we just try to fit it in wherever we can, man. It's just so nice that you guys exist in the same space because t and i are like oh wouldn't that be funny great next time you're in town let's shoot it and then all we want to do is just like hang out and catch up so we yeah. don't ever get into making content of course yeah yeah living with your dm is kind of a, a privilege for sure yeah so then what is the goal for your channel i mean look we're here to tell stories man like for, first and foremost like 
it, we want to tell good stories and we want to uh, get in touch with like the community because like we think the D and D creator community is just so awesome. They've welcomed us like um, just with open arms and getting more like in touch with them is awesome. And then yeah, just telling good stories like the the short form stuff is great. It's funny. It's a it's a good thing. And, and like like I, I understand like you have to make that meme type content to get eyes mm -hmm. on you. So it's like we'll do it. We love that the eyes are on us uh, now. But like hey here's the stories that we're telling. Like, here's the, like uh, some of the journeys we want to take you on. And yeah. Um, so that, that's the goal. Just tell great stories, man. Um, and meet a great community along the way. And you, you mentioned community like that. I, I, we were talking before the stream, how the D and D community is just so loving and so amazing. And the more guests that we have in that space on the show, just the deeper into that community that I, want to spend time because everybody that I've met has been so chill and so cool and so welcoming. Yeah. No, like yourself, man. Like seriously, give yourself more credit. Like, just, yeah. like getting us on in one day and then just like, yeah, just being so welcoming is, this, is, this has been awesome, dude. Well, that'd be shitty of me to welcome you on the show and then be a dick about it. <laughs> I know. I, I would welcome that too. I'd be like, great. All right. This is my chance to be a nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But no, this is, this is awesome. Um, Alex, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, I think you were going to say the same thing. So go ahead. The Alec had a good question yes. about like living with your DM. Like if your character dies being one person, what do you do? Or if you feel like the DM was unfair to you, you, you can't get away from them. So how do you guys work with that? <laughs> I'm going to let her answer this. <laughs> um, so... You have to use, you know, your your real adult um, communication tools. Uh, you can't, what is that? Like you, we talked about it earlier. You have to compartmentalize. Like I remember after you know starting D and D for a couple months, and I had this realization that like Nick the DM and Nick the boyfriend are not necessarily exactly the same person, and like Nick the DM is creating NPCs and villains who want to you know fuck up my day. Nick, the boyfriend would never fuck up my day, you know? <laughs> so it's knowing the difference. And like, we kind of came to a mutual understanding, like, hey, what works for him as a DM? Because as a DM, like I had to learn from him, you know, that's a very, very, very vulnerable position to put yourself in, especially in front of all of your friends. Like, mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel good to be criticized harshly. So it's like, if there is a call or a, a rule, whatever in, in the middle of a session, I won't bring it up then. I won't even usually bring it up that same night because there's a lot of, it's almost like, it's not a hangover, but it's like a, you're riding a high, but kind of riding a low is what he's kind of described it as. Do you know, have you experienced the, like the DM, the GM hangover, you know, that like the emotional just. Yeah. Our sessions aren't as long, but there, there have been some emotional things. And then other times where I just can't get out of my head. I'm like, was that fair? Was that make the right call? Did they have yeah. a bad time? But I don't want to talk about it because then they might actually say, yes, I had a bad time and no, that wasn't fair. And then I'm going to feel like a complete asshole. Exactly. It's like, it's almost like the feeling whenever you like travel, like you fly across the country and you get off a plane. It's like, yeah, it's that, it's that same feeling after you're done, like doing like a four hour marathon session for like six people. And you're just like, Oof, you know? Yeah. You don't want to hear Mm, I didn't really like this one thing that you did. You don't, it's not that important. It's like, I've always still right. had a great time after a session and in a session, like he's a wonderful DM and he's like a wonderful human in general. It's so true. 
It's true. true. Can confirm. <laughs> you really do. My whole life. Yeah. You really do have to. You have to trust your DM. Like you have to trust your players at the table, but you have to trust your DM. And I think that that's one thing for me as a player. What works so well in tabletop four two. Because this is my partner in life. Like, I, he's my favorite person. So I can be the most authentic or goofy version of myself that I want to be, or the most vulnerable part of me mm-hmm. and the most emotional. And I can bring that out in a session. And I know I'm not going to get any judgment. And he knows that he's never going to get judgment from me. And so it works. Can you believe that? Someone that looks like her says that I'm the most important person in her life. Oh, look how far I've come. <laughs> wow, you must pay her very well. Yes. <laughs> You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. He pays me in compliments and forehead kisses. Wow. I wish my wife only knew that. It'd be great. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just I'm <laughs> waiting at the door like you said what? You said what? No, nah, she doesn't watch the show. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but that's always so funny. What I love like having couples on that like really share in the same things. Um, and then other times I have couples that kind of live the life that I have where my wife and I, we have so much fun together. She's my favorite person. But when it comes to our interests, they are so very different. And it's like, great, you go do your thing. I'm gonna do my thing. We'll meet back in bed later and watch 90 Day Fiance. Hey, I mean, I think relationships like can exist in the both ways. Like it's yeah. great to have like so many things in common with your partner, but there are still many things that she's into that I'm not. And like, I am a, a humongous fantasy football fan. Like I will, you talking about geek out. If you want to yeah. talk about fantasy football for the next hour and a half, I'm your guy. How's, but how's she, your team she doing? Care less, so. Do what? How's your team doing? Oh, it's uh, awful. It's, who's, it's, who's like your top player in your team right now? Um, Austin Eckler. Okay. If that's this, is you first, this is my first um, fantasy team I've ever done. Oh, okay. How are what, you doing? Um, if the Miami won last night, that'd be doing much better. Yeah. But thanks for throwing it to and doing check shit for me. Yeah. Anyway, it, it makes me care about sports, which I really haven't much in my life historically. Yeah, exactly. Canonically, no. you're not a sports guy. Canonically, I am not a sports guy. But my wife got me into basketball with March Madness, and now my other friends got me into football with fantasy. So that's cool. Yeah. Don't say no to things, people. You never know. You might like it. Exactly. You know. But yeah, like like we were saying, like it's good to have interests that align. It's good to have interests that don't align. I feel like relationships can thrive no matter what. You know. Just like everything else, you you do need a balance. It's it's amazing to share something so creatively together. But yeah, he has his fantasy football. I have you know astrology birth charts out for days of celebrities <laughs> and my friends and family and i do tarot and so it's like yeah. we have our little separate things cool so because i would i would be concerned if my wife and i really loved all the same things that like then there's no escaping each other it's just together doing the same <laughs> things all the time until like you burn out on each other um, I mean, it's comp- like we were saying, it's compartmentalization. Like, you know, like she was saying, I, Nick, the DM is different from Nick, the boyfriend. It's like, yeah, it, it would be, you know, whenever we talk about certain things, when we talk about the relationship, when we talk about gaming, when we talk about the channel, it, it's all different versions of us. And it's all us like, um, you know, putting putting on a different face. So it's uh, I, I see what you mean. But it's if you if you can learn that compartmentalization, it makes things a lot easier, you know. And if you love your partner and you, you, let me rephrase, if you like your partner, it makes things a lot easier because you can Mm -hmm. love the absolute shit out of somebody, but if you don't like them, like in their hobby, but it's it's amazing. 
It's almost oh. like liking is. Never mind. I was gonna say more important, but that's just not quite true. It, it might be. It might be. Yes, but my my dad. Uh, to get real for a second, my dad always told me that the the key to a lasting relationship and what really makes it last, you know, forever is, are they your best friend? And yeah. <laughs> wow, I think we just there you go. Free marital advice, y'all, or yeah. love advice, relationship advice, creator. Yeah, yeah, whatever that's worth. Yeah, we yeah. always get in some weird places of discussion on the show, and that's my favorite thing. No, I love it. Yeah, I love that we have a that uh, Alec that you know your big three because I am also a Leo rising. Hello, do you see oh. this hair? Of course, I'm a Leo rising. Someone once looked at my natal chart and told me all this, but then they got to like my moons and other planets aligning, and my eyes just glazed over. That's fine. Not I didn't that. care. It's just it felt like a lot of information. Well, it's like someone speaking another language. It's yeah. like when he's talking, if he's talking about sports and all of these football terms and analogies and you, I'm like, it, you could be talking in a completely different language right now, but it's like, but it's important to you. So it's important for me. And I enjoy like hearing him be enthusiastic about something that he enjoys. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. I, w I mean, we're polyamorous. And when we started, I, I was dating another, um, a girl who was into astrology so i would go hang out with her and i would come back here and then she would ask me about my chart and i'll go back over there and be like oh did you tell lucy about her chart and i'm like can we just, can we just <laughs> i can't get away from the charts let's talk about something else please okay shut up alec this man didn't even know his zodiac sign not true i've always known it was a sagittarius yeah yeah you knew you knew it before we talked on stream yeah, you, you, yeah. You, you, i knew um, can confirm. That's all, but that's all right. Okay, so let's say, um, let's try to give this real advice for a second. Because if you're going to play a campaign with just one person, you kind of got to decide from the get go. That's what you're going to do. But let's say you have a full table, and as we all know, scheduling is very difficult, especially as adults. Most of them can't make it that week, but you don't want to cancel. Um, what are some practical things that some DM could do to still keep a session going or um, yeah, still play and not have to cancel? Um, I mean, we could design a whole one shot around uh, beating the shit out of that person who's not there. Um, that's a yeah, good way to shame them. them as much as possible. Uh -huh. Put them in jail for the session. Yeah. Have their character just completely robbed and, you know, left with nothing. That yeah. would be good. Uh, but no, honestly, um, it, it, you know, it, it all comes down to like a session zero. Like, it, you know, a lot of people say that a lot of creators, a lot of people that have been playing D&D &D for a long time. But, mm -hmm. if you, you know, I have a questionnaire that I give the players that's just like, uh, what do you want to do whenever a, a player can't make it? And then it, I take the consensus and we go with that. The options are like, um, you know, uh, a, a person familiar with their character plays their character. Uh, the DM plays their character. Uh, their character is in the party but isn't active at this time or their character is off doing something else and i think the general consensus in ours is that they don't want anyone playing their character and they want to skip that week so we either skip that week or we get together and we play a different game um we're actually two of our players are leaving uh to go to a wedding next week we mm -hmm. play on sundays and so i wrote like a little murder mystery halloween thing so we, we're still getting together and we're playing but it's just going to be different from the from the main campaign you know you say you wrote as if you just cranked that out. Like No, he did. This, he really? this brain is incredible. 
I just gotta do it. I mean, I, we have a we have another series called Mystery Heroes where we have someone come on and they play a character that they've never uh, that they have no familiarity with, and I just yeah, I have to crank them out like crank out campaigns and one shots, and it's just it's it's taxing. It's taxing. Is that just what happens when you close your eyes and dream? You just dream up the next campaigns. Except I just don't sleep. Yeah. Oh. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> How do you balance it all? Well, <laughs> uh, something called Adderall. Uh, you ever heard of that? <laughs> I tried it once in high school and I was flying. Oh yeah. Don't do drugs, kids. No, yeah. I don't actually do Adderall. That was a joke. Yeah, no. hugs, hugs, not drugs. I didn't actually try it in high school, mom. Yeah. Never. <laughs> and she doesn't watch the show either. <laughs> yeah, right. Really, that's fine. No one likes my, my content. Never supported me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, they totally would actually if I told them about it. But really? after we left the family-friendly trajectory. Uh, I stopped talking about it because even though they're like, oh, yeah, I knew my my work sons or my, I have like a work coworker and they have a little son who loves geeky things. So I told him about your channel. And I'm like, maybe don't. Please maybe don't. don't. Yeah. Maybe stop. We say fuck way too many times now. Yeah, yeah, no, I used to have a podcast with a guy that I worked with and we stopped doing the podcast because someone from work was like, hey, we saw your podcast. We were like, when we're done now, then that's time to stop. <laughs> So, can't have that. Can't okay. have those universal planes cross. Are you willing to do something a little ridiculous that I, I didn't actually tell you about? I just thought of, but we're here for the chaos. If, if it starts out with, are you willing? The answer is yes. Ooh. That's very sad of you, by the way. Ah, and it's very risingly of you to say yes. Yeah. Is it? I made that up. I don't know. She's like, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any, like, Paper nearby, blank paper, or index cards. Yeah. Back on one of my mini character sheets that I created. Okay. Do I need a pen or a pencil? Yeah, you'll need a pen or a pencil. No, uh, just writing with our mind. Yeah, just want to look at the paper. Actually, do you have, can you each individually get a sheet or a couple yes. sheets? Yeah. There you go. Alex says, don't say anything. He wants you to sign a three-year D&D lease. <laughs> yeah. This is, you're going you're to strong arm us into a, a selling something. or Okay. So since you guys are a couple and you know each other so well, We're especially what? in the D&D stage, um, let's play a, a quick couple rounds of almost like the newlywed game. D &D. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's, we're, there's not one thing we're going to get wrong. But okay. oh god. <laughs> oh, oh well then let me just crack my knuckles. Oh please pull out the big guns, Bozer, please. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you um each a question and I want you to write and don't let the other person see. Okay. okay. All right. I want you to write what you think the opposite person how they would answer it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So for example, unrelated to D D, if I said, um, what is your partner's um, lucky pair of underwear. Hmm. <laughs> All right, that's a tough one. That's ha! You said big guns. Well, I don't even know if I have a like. I don't know if I have a lucky pair of underwear. If they had to pick a lucky pair of underwear, what would it be? Okay. Like I know what my favorite of yours is. Is that? Is that? Can I just? I'm just gonna. Okay. Don't lead him. Don't lead him. <laughs> All right. Okay. You I don't know if it counts, but yeah. 
star chart is gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lucy's writing an entire book. No, just a phrase. That is one pair of pantaloons you got there, buddy. All right, yeah. Lucy. What what would Nick say? Are, oh wait, actually, before you answer, Nick, I'm gonna ask you about yours. What I would say. Yeah, you answer that question. What would be your lucky pair of underwear? Um, probably those like uh, that pair with like the flames on it, like with the. It, it's like it's like it, it hugs the junk, like it's meant for like strippers, I think. <laughs> no, no, no! It makes it like it, it hugs it, and it, so oh, it gets great. in the crevices. It feels really good. Nice. Oh, it, it cuts. It's like a ball. nice, gentle embrace. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's very practical. All right, what did you write for him then, Lucy? Uh, I literally wrote the flame ones I got you for Valentine's Day. Yay! We can't read that. Yeah, you could be making it all up. Okay, so Lucy, what would you say is your lucky pair of underwear? Oh God. Um, <laughs> I really don't know. Okay, so I, I guess all my lucky ones are the ones that like I feel cutest in. Okay, they're like floral in the front, lace in the back. They're like no, I this this. There's no one pair that you wear more than the others. Yeah. I, I would have no idea. I wrote sexy nighttime jammies. <laughs> That's fair. I do. We do she love loves, those. He loves. She likes her little like lace nighttime jammies. Because I was like, yeah, I couldn't even think of a pair of underwear. Yeah, just a genre. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Yeah, I'm a stan of. Uh, yeah, we're we're a stan of tiny PJs in this house. There you go. So you don't have sexy PJs for a special occasion if they're all sexy. Exactly. That's it's all a special occasion. Yeah. Every day is a special occasion. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that one didn't count, but now we understand how the game works, right? Right. 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 This is not even the game that I told you to be playing, which we'll get to kiss, Mary kill in a bit, but yeah, I totally cool. Totally. All my questions were the rest of my questions were like, Ooh, but that would be fun as a game. Okay. So, um, I want you to write what your partner's biggest D and D pet peeve is. <laughs> okay. What would you say is the thing that drives the other person the craziest during a D&D session? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so last time Nick answered first. Lucy, I'm going to go to you. Tell me what your biggest D&D pet peeve is. What my biggest Um. Hmm. My biggest pet peeve at the table, probably people who are like too serious, like they can't just do it. Like they got to make what? it weird. What? Like, give me a scenario. I've never talked about that before. Like if there's like, <laughs> if I feel like there's judgment at the table. There you go. Like oh, okay. if I feel like I'm being like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I wrote, but not a safe space, just a, yeah. a, a judgment full zone. That's yeah, yeah that's exactly. Zone. Okay. Okay, good. Ding, ding, ding. Point for you, Nick. So All then right. Nick, what is your biggest D and D pet peeve at the table? Um, people that don't know what they want to do on their fucking turns in combat. What'd you write Lucy? Uh, I mean, I wrote a more, that's I did have that in mind. I wrote, yeah. Players dissociating at the table. Because yeah, the sometimes like it's just too, yeah. it's just like white noise. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of the same thing. It is, yeah. yeah, because it you know, when there's six people at the table and we're fighting five or six enemies, 
Sometimes it takes 10 minutes to get back around to your turn, but it's uh -huh. like you should be thinking That's about why you what should you're know doing. What you do when you get to your turn. Exactly. Yeah. But if instead, if you're like that, you know, episode of SpongeBob where Patrick's like, uh, it's, yeah, that grinds yeah. his gears. But then how does that work with Tabletop for Two where you don't have 10 minutes? Every turn is your turn. It's, oh, it, I know. It's tough. <laughs> That's like the one thing that we haven't worked out as, as well yet because. Like as she's playing a character right now where it's half cleric, half fighter, she has so much that she can do on any given turn. And then, you know, she has to listen to me and what the villains are doing to her. And mm -hmm. she also has to like uh, plan for the next turn, but also has to listen to what's going on narratively. It's like because sometimes if what I want to do next turn doesn't fucking work because I just got absolutely obliterated by four right. people that came out of nowhere. So So we're still working out the kinks when it comes to combat, <laughs> but it, it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. You hit a sore spot, Bozer. Oh, see, I pulled out the big guns. You asked you pull for it. it out. You pulled yep. it out. Okay, next question. Um, write down what your partner's least favorite NPC that either you've met in the game or has been created in a game. In Scarlet Threat or in the home game? Everything. Uh, any game you've played. Okay. Ooh. What's least your partner's favorite? So, like, I write what I would think your least favorite NPC was? Correct. Okay. Shit. Oh no. There's so many. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've had like bad... thousands. You probably met in yeah. your life. Not villains. Not villains. If okay. it's easier, we can stick to the Scarlet Threat. If that's easier to kind of. No, no, no. It's fine. No, the whole thing's fine. It's just <laughs> okay. No, no villains because you're obviously you're supposed to hate them. So yeah, just like normal townsfolk NPCs. Sometimes there's there's those villains you just love to hate. That's true. That's true. I don't write very love to hate villains, though. To be fair, I write pretty despicable people. Yeah. yeah. Mm, wonder where that comes from inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't have much love for this world. <laughs> oh shit! I really don't know. Um, um, your least favorite NPC. Yeah. He's like. I love them all. I created them. They're yeah, like my my brain is dial up right now. Hmm. <laughs> For those that don't know, like Alec, dial up is how the internet used to get to your computer, and it went through your phone line and made a long, loud noise. Yeah, <laughs> a very annoying noise. Yeah. Um. So maybe when you have to pass, then I'm gonna have to pass. Yeah. Oh, no I don't know if I've, yeah, if I've particularly talked about anything that I hate from NPCs. But, but hey, I'm here to learn. Okay, what do you think uh, Lucy's uh, NZ? <laughs> so there's this robot. That, uh, he's an automaton in our home game. And he is like one of those, like, uh, he doesn't know the sound, how loud his, his own voice projects. And he also <laughs> has no, like, filter. He's an automaton that leads them around. There's a fog that creeps through the the town at night, and he has to. He's a fog guy, and he has to lead them through the town. But anytime they um, go into like a bar to do something like seedy, or you know, and he, they walk out of the bar, and he's like, "How did the crime go, guys?" Like really loud, and everyone like uh, can hear him. And she's like, "Anytime there's another automaton, she's like, can we get that automaton instead of NZ?" And NZ's like, "No, I sent him away because I'm your guy." <laughs> Because yes, it yeah. reminds me of how much I hate in real life people who don't understand how loud their voice is because I hate when they're just the one who's just like screaming at the top of their lungs trying to tell a dumb story and like everyone in the bar is looking at you for no reason. Like, oh, it makes me want to crawl out of my skin. Something tells me you do not have children. 
You know, I really don't. It's a good guess. I do not. You are correct. It's a good guess. Child I three. don't either, but I work with kids enough that I'm like, I am right fucking here. Except, you know, I don't say fucking. Like, of course. You don't have to scream. They're they're sitting next to you. Just talk to them yeah. in person. Inside voices, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Whatever yeah. that means. All right, so no points for anybody. But if that's a tough one, maybe this will be a little easier. Um, okay. What do you think your partner would say is their sexiest NPC? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, that one. Well, I write very sexy characters. He does. We have some horny people at the table, so and a lot of our people are for a lot of people too. You mean both of you? <laughs> oh no, no, no! For our home game, yeah, our home but, game. Yeah, no, our home game. It's like a lot of people are. Uh, they're all bisexual. They're all like uh, one of the guys was married to the last villain. Like it's just, they're all just they want to be close to everyone. But yeah, I I write NPCs with in mind of them to romance and stuff. Yeah. Well, what so, do you think? Okay. Yeah, I, I know what you're gonna say is the sexiest one. I think. But who would you write as the sexiest yeah. one? Yeah. Mm. You haven't met them yet. Well, shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've met some. Yeah. I'll I'll write the one that comes to mind first in our home game. Yeah, because Scarlet Threat's not really like a. We're we're getting into the romance, but uh, it's not 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 quite a romance yet. Yeah. Okay, so then, uh, Lucy, who did you write for Nick? So, oh, wait, wait, uh, wait, no. Wrong question. Nick, yeah. who is your sexiest NPC? We'll see if Lucy was right. Uh, Isadora. Indeed. That, and that is from Indeed. our home game. Oh, yeah. She's Why a, she's, Isadora? She's a, um, she looks like she's a secretary of a all-tiefling brothel called Hell House. So Sounds she's hot. like a sexy secretary tiefling brothel owner. Yeah. I can picture it now. Yeah. It's pretty hot. Pretty okay. hot. <laughs> she wears like a button-up, like you know, cutesy little white button-up shirt that's just hardly buttoned. Oh yeah, I said I can picture it. That's immediately a little pencil yep. skirt, a little too short. Yep. The yep. glasses hanging uh, off her face. A yeah. bun. Yeah. A bun. With a pencil between the demon horns. Exactly. I'm here you got for it. it. Got you it. Got All it. right, so Lucy, who is the NPC you think is the sexiest? We'll see if Nick was right. Uh. Oh shit! I wrote I wrote the same thing. Oh, you wrote is is door for, for you too? Uh, well, I think I messed up this uh, this round of questioning. Like, who? No, you're supposed to pick my sexiest NPC, and I'm picking. So you're right. So I'm asking you didn't you didn't write this down? I'm asking what do you think is the sexiest NPC you've met? And we'll see if Nick was correct. Um, so it's also in our home game, and uh, his name is Arthok. Arthok, show me Arthok. Yeah, yeah, Arthok. Can't see it, but it's guys so cool. on the stream. It looks like a blank piece of paper. You guys haven't been yeah. playing at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he's he's a um, oh shit! Did I mess up? The your white balance is completely. <laughs> oh no. Um, can I can I get it again? Oh, there you go. It's getting better. It's getting better. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, he is a uh, he's he's a very like swagger type, uh, braggadocious, very like. Uh, confident blue dragonborn paladin Ooh, and yeah we love the scaly boys he had like the first time he met her he was it was like across the bar and he already had like a woman on his lap but he was like staring at her from across the bar you know and i play a tiefling bard named pandora in our home game so quite nice. different 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Okay. Well, I would say all in all, you guys know each other pretty well, except for the parts that you guys didn't talk about ever in your lives. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we have room to talk about more things. <laughs> yeah. So, look at that. Proof, y'all, that even when you're playing D&D nonstop with your partner, there's always more to learn. There really is. That's true. This just became a relationship stream. We had no idea. Really is, man. Like, you want? How's your relationship with your mom? (laughs) Well, we don't play D and D, so awful. Could be better. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. could be better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's see if maybe we can learn even more about each other, because um, I'm curious. You guys make quite a lot of Baldur's Gate content. Indeed. Um, What is it? First of all that you love so much about Baldur's Gate? Um, I mean, it, it's it's really the first video game that is anything close to what D&D is like in real life. I mean, it's, it, it's a once-in-a-lifetime game where there's so many different branching uh, options based on how you interact with NPCs and how you interact with your party. Mm-hmm. There's like, I think I read there was like 70,000 different endings to the game. No way. Um, but there's, yeah, not only there's 70,000 different flavored of endings, but there's like a hundred different ending cutscenes that you can see. Wow. So fully voiced. So it's like, it's it's just crazy the like in-depth uh, nature of it. It really is truly not from the combat to the role playing, the closest you can get to D&D in a video game. It's like yeah. a choose your own adventure in a video game. It really is because he's now played it. You, that you're what, on your like fifth playthrough fifth, of the yeah, game? something like that. And every single time... He has made different decisions and uncovered different, you know, places, different people, different allies, different enemies, like different objects. Like there's just so one decision can completely alter like the rest of the game, but you might have no idea until you get to the next act or, you know, the next town or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like D&D. Like D&D. Just yeah. D&D. <sighs> See, I would find that on accident, I'd be making the same decisions. Yeah. <laughs> like, hate- no, that's what my heart says. Are you one of the guys that plays video games and you have to choose all the good options? Or do you can you go the chaotic villain route? And just be an asshole. It's harder for me to play the chaotic asshole. I want to, but it's like, yeah. oh, I just feel so wrong. Yeah. I'm hurting this poor digital NPC. Literally. 100%, yeah. Like in uh, Cyberpunk or in Fable. Yeah. Mass Fable Effect just, is a big one, yeah, for me. It's like when I play yeah. when I'm playing Mass Effect, you can either go one way or the other. It's like I, I have to go Paragon every single time. I have to. <laughs> it's hard. Because we're such good guys. Yeah. Wow. There's nothing like us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh we're gonna have to kill off some of those NPCs and companions because uh we're gonna play a few rounds, if this would hold still, of Kiss Mary Kill Baldur's Gate edition. Hell yeah. Sick. See, I'm just determined to start a fight between you two before we get off stream. Won't happen. Unless you want it, we can make it happen. Ooh. Yeah. yeah Round for After Dark. Oh, hero said, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Evermore. Yeah, we can post the clip of it later. It's like, uh, uh, Fergie d- broke up a relationship on stream. Yeah. You can see it now. We are four geeks by geeks, unless you're tabletop for two, then we are strictly against you. Yeah. Um, but full disclosure, I've never played Baldur's Gate. Um, I knew the third one came out this year. There's, it was all a buzz. And I'm like, what's that? Cause as much as I love to geek out with everyone, I am the least knowledgeable person on this channel in most ways. I'm excited. I'm ready to hear. I'm ready to learn, but 
I didn't come from like a really strong geek uh, lineage, I suppose. And so I'm so behind on all these things and I'm catching up in my 30s. Um, so I will be playing, but based on absolutely nothing but what their picture looks like. That almost makes it funnier. That's Yeah, that's great. I like I that. Thought it work. Yeah. Brings levity. Um, I will say that I put this together myself. Um, I Googled all the characters and on like page one, they just have like 40 different characters. So yep. I just grouped them in the triples that they were. I didn't try to group them into things that made sense. So you might wonder why did I put those three together? I didn't. The internet. That makes it even better, honestly. So it's random as fuck. Except like maybe the last <laughs> so chaotic. I love it. Is that Sagittarius? Oh my god. Okay, are you ready to play, you guys? Yeah, let's do it, Bozer. Okay. Round one. Minsk, Minthara, and Dinahair. I'm probably mispronouncing all of these names. Uh not sure who Dinahair is. Honestly, yeah, I don't I'm not sure. And not all of them are from Baldur's Gate 3. I'm fairly certain. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I get what you're saying. I think it's um, just from the canon of Baldur's Gate. Some are even magic cards. Um, I'll say, well, since I don't know her that well, I'll say kill Dinah here. Yeah. I'll say fuck Minthara and marry Minsk. Minsk is a little sweetheart. Matt Mercer's character. Oh. Oh, that's Matt Mercer's character? Yeah, He's... he voices him in Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, oh be well, still that's... my heart. Okay, he's, well, he's we're all marrying that guy. That he like his name is. Oh, oh, that, I didn't even notice that in his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little hamster. Oh my god! Wait, yeah. come over here. Look at him. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, well, he comes with a pet, so we're all marrying Minsk. Yeah, yeah. and Minthara is my mentally ill queen. I love her so definitely. Yeah, I'll give her the screw, the kiss. I'm kind of always into blue skin, like. Oh yeah. Avatars. Oh my god, here for it. Yeah, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me started. Are they tall or are they blue? Ugh, my type. Ooh, boy. My get wife just up. can't ever breathe. That's why. She... Never mind. <laughs> what it's would you do? Okay. What's your what's your what's your uh, ranking here? Um, I'm gonna probably follow you there. Uh, I'm gonna kiss Minthara, Mary Mince, because he comes with a hamster and Matt Mercer's voice. And I mean, Dinah here looks like she can move things with her mind. So like, yard work. She's got a branch in her hand. That could be really nice, actually. She's potentially evil, though. She looks like if Rihanna was playing a chaotic evil character in... Yes, I thought she looked like Rihanna. I'm getting, yeah. Which is, yeah, now that you mentioned that, pretty hot, but... She's disturbed. But I still don't know her, and so she's gonna have to go... Oh, but look at her mouth. Her lips are very kissable. That's true. She's got fuller lips than Mina here, or Minthara. Minthara. But look at the look at the pain and emotional pain at uh, trauma in Minthara. Like you, you know could what? you could fix her. True. <laughs> she's like no one can fix me. Just kill me. No. She's intense to say the least. I'm switching my answer. I'm kissing Dinah hair and I'm killing Minthara. Sorry. That's All right. Yeah, that's fair. And what was yours, Lucy? Uh, I'm gonna agree with him. Yeah, I. Uh... I will happily marry Matt Mercer in any character form. And yeah, I'll, I'll kiss Minthara and kill the Rihanna character. Hey, Jordan. Sorry, my friend Jordan's in the chat right now. Jordan, I know that you uh, have only been playing through one time, but Minthara is a sweetheart, okay? Yeah, she Yeah, she can't be held responsible for the atrocities <laughs> she committed in Act 1, all right? Wow, enablers, one and all. 
<laughs> Basic wit girl said she could be evil though, as if Minthara isn't right there. That's what I'm saying. I was like, no, no, no. Listen, I believe you. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more to her. I was just as surprised. I was very shocked. Just stick to your gale, all right. <laughs> all right, let's move on to round two. Yeah, let's do it. Astarion, oh. Will, and Shadowheart. Ooh. Oh, this is you right here, babe. Oh, God. Am is, I, uh, do I go first? Confirm, is Will's, he's got two different color eyes. He's, he has one stone eye. He got one, oh. he got one plucked out. Okay, that's pretty dope. Yeah, he's pretty badass. Okay. You're up. Oh, God. Um, I, so as a book talk girly and a lover of fantasy romance and all things vampire, because I, was like 13 when twilight came out so that's just mm -hmm. changed the that it just altered the course of my life so asarian we're gonna do a kiss for him because oh he's a vampire uh, yeah we're, we're gonna okay. kiss uh because marrying asarian would be hell for sure yeah it'd be the worst it'd be the worst uh you're gonna hate me for this you might actually cause a, a fight here he, he, know. he knows i'm gonna marry will and i'm gonna kill shadowheart because I kind of low-key can't stand her in some of the playthroughs. I'm she, sorry. Do you, and you love Shadowheart or you just you hate Will that Shadowheart. Oh, okay. Hey, Shadowheart is my damaged, emotional, mentally ill queen. Her and Minthara both. Like, but like Shadowheart's just like... Mm. No, no, no. Astarian is... So well, yeah, that's why I'm not marrying him. Astarian kill without a doubt. That guy is an asshole. Which is fair. Um, uh, I'll kiss Will. He's a good guy. Like I feel like you know he, he he'd give a good passionate kiss. But yeah, I'm marrying my girl Shadowheart all the way. Um, just based on their looks, I mean, Astarian looks like he's up to no good. He's always it's, up to no good. He's got Very the good. hand on the chin. That's classic mischievous. And I'm. I can't just be around that negative energy, so he's dead. You would never be allowed to... You would never feel like... Asarian is not a safe space. Physically, emotionally. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not giving me good vibes. Nope. Um, I, I don't know. This... These two are... They're struggling, right? Because this guy's got a stone eye. Yeah. With, there's a good story there and it sounds like he leads he's got all these scars in his face so i mean life would never be boring if we married that's true he's got a lot of stories you're right but this girl looks like she just crawled out of a grave or out of a castle somewhere Goth chick plunging neckline i mean Whew. she's gonna wear the sexy jammies to bed every day oh yeah so i will say we have in common i can't fault her for the tiny pjs so true. i think i'm joining you nick I'm going to give these luscious lips a kiss with Will and spend the rest of my days happy with Shadowheart. That's, yeah. You're going to be spending the rest of your days with her. I can't guarantee you're going to be happy, though. You're oh. going to be in fucking turmoil every day. <laughs> hey, I will I will cuddle her until she's happy, okay? Yeah, it's like a puppy where they want away, but you just have to cuddle them harder, and then they're like, you know what? This is nice. Just cry it out. Just, I yeah. agree with Alec here. Like, she's mean. She's just fucking mean. Alex says, bro, everyone loves her. She's horrible. She's she, mean. Her attitude deaf came out of the grave. <laughs> like, I love a goth queen too, but not her. Although I will say after she had a bit of a change of heart uh, in our current playthrough, 
she's growing on me, but I still just, would never marry her. I was about to say, I was like, she's not mean to me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what maybe y'all just aren't choosing maybe the right. Maybe it's because she's a pick me. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, yeah. You're not, you're not doing the right actions and you're, you're hurting her. And so hurt people hurt people. If you give her some love like Nick, maybe exactly. you would see that there's more than meets the eye. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, good. We're starting to see some turmoil at the tabletop for two table. I like it. <laughs> Let's see what slide three gets us. Yeah. Carlock, Lazel, and Branwyn. Okay, Branwyn's another one that not sure who that is. Same. I feel like it's if it's this art style, it looks a little older. Um, it might be from maybe like the first if there was game? a card game version or the first game. Um it's older's game. I gotta say, Carlac was the girl that I romanced my first playthrough. She is my homie. She is my girl. She is awesome. She is badass. So definitely marrying Carlac. Um, Lazelle, Lazelle, Lazelle's the the girl that will you say like two lines to her, and she's the one that tries to get you into bed immediately as a character. Ooh. Okay. Um, so I don't but know. But she also hates you. Like yeah. she'll fuck you, but she hates you. Yeah, it's, it's that's fine. Like a, a hate fuck, but <laughs> yeah. Which I'm with Bozer. It's like, hey, that's whatever, man. <laughs> I'm waiting uh, to hear the bad side. Let's see. Can you zoom in on Branwyn there a little bit, Bozer? Say, zoom in on on Branwyn. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom in on Branwyn. Looks kind of giving me a, a Cameron Diaz vibe. Honestly, so, I, to me, Branwyn is just like an anagram for Karen with this face. Yeah. Like heavy cool. eyeshadow. I'm getting like Girl earrings. plus eight vibes. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Like when she got the hair extensions and tried to be like the cool mom. Hmm. All right. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a regular mom. I'm a barbarian mom. Exactly. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'm going Mary Carlac, kiss Lazelle then, and then kill Bramley. Yeah, I think I've got to join you there. Cause one, to think to marry someone looks like this. So cool. Her yeah. heart is an inferno. That's dope yeah. as fuck. With horns. She's she badass. And I mean, the accessorizing, you can't beat that. That means I get to dress like that and she won't judge me. No, exactly. She won't judge you for anything. So, I want to kiss this just because I want to see what it's like to kiss somebody without a nose. Yeah. And then this is basic white girl. Sorry. Yeah. I'm in here for adventure. That's why I'm not playing Baldur's Gate. <laughs> right. Now that y'all kind of turned me against Branwyn. At first, I was like kind of Cameron Diaz vibes, but now, yeah, you turned me against her. Can I marry and kill twice? Is that like... <laughs> <sighs> okay, Lucy, where are you at? I'm going to agree with you guys. I'm going to marry Carlac. Uh, Lazelle, I'm going to kiss her. Probably going to have to get really drunk first uh, in order to enjoy it. But yeah, Branwyn. Again, where's the downside? That's fair. That is fair. Yeah, so it sounds like we have a big um, poly marriage with Carlac. Yes. Big poly orgy with Lazelle, drunken orgy, and uh -huh. then, you know, a murder party with Branwyn. Perfect. Yeah, that sounds great. It's a trifecta. And no one can call it a hate crime. No, <laughs> she's a Karen. They're like, well, probably had it coming. Wow. Sorry, that's probably Something not good. Something on this channel is going to get all of us canceled, but that's yeah. okay. At least it's not on the internet. Oh, Oops. I live to get canceled. It's, it's right. fine. Just, just for jokes. <laughs> just for all right. Let's see. Uh, we have Char Teal Dosen, Ajantis Ilvestar, and Imoen. 
I Do think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pass this. So I don't think we know any of these people. I have never seen any of them. Yeah. Okay, so then we're equally uneducated. So just right. based on the looks alone, where are you at? Um, Chartier looks like an American Gladiator. Uh huh. Kind of. You remember that show, American Gladiator? Yeah. Um. So she kind of gives me like Carlac energy. Is it she? Is I it she? don't. I don't know. I I would think she she's got some. Feminine hair. And Jontis the armor. I don't like that helmet is not framing his face, man. He's, <laughs> he's not doing him any favors. No. He looks like Modoc almost. It, the Modoc is exactly what I was thinking of, yeah. Um, and we're talking Ant-Man 3 version, like the bad yeah. one. Yeah. Um, Emma went, I don't know, she looks she's cute. Yeah. Yeah, she's cute. She's kinda she has... looks like a barista. Yeah, she oh, definitely. She has made a cup of coffee in her life for money, and yeah. made it too bougie. Like even the customers, like, wait, is this what I ordered? Yeah, it has like, like a leaf in it with like a yeah. heart and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, we're marrying her. We're kissing American Gladiator, and we're killing Modoc. Yeah. That's yeah. I I agree with that. I think consensus. We all have similar good taste, is what I'm getting. We got similar taste. We yeah. do. Yeah. Okay, moving on, because we don't know them. But if you don't know these next ones, then we'll skip it. Do you know any of them? No. Are Edwin Odysseyan and Yoshimo? No. No. Do not. Okay. This must be from, like, the original game or something. How about Zervok, Sky Silvershield, and Drist Doerden? I know, I know Drist. I know Saravok. I don't know Sky Silvershield, but she looks... I don't know. Mischievous. No good. She looks up to no good next to the CGI evil armor. <laughs> yeah. Evil She's armor with eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am you're hundred percent killing Saravok. He is the the champion of Baal, the murder god. Oh, yeah, yeah. fuck that guy. Murder I mean, not guy. kill that guy. Not no, fuck that do guy. Do not fuck that so, guy. Kill that okay, guy. you're gonna fuck him and then No no no. Driz. I, I feel like I'd marry Driz. I would marry Driz. He yeah. is like good guy yeah absolute legend in Legends. the drow community yeah and yeah it looks like we're kissing Sk miss uh sky silver shield is it here. sky or ski ski ski, ski. <laughs> silver shield yeah we'll go with ski miss ski silver shield must be polish or something yeah the polish yeah. of Baldur's gate world doing anything intimate with sarvak just looks like it, it would hurt you like emotionally, yeah. You never know when you're gonna hit a spike. Mm -hmm. Emotionally, physically, mentally. Yeah. He looks. He looks like a gaslighter, honestly. Yeah. At, at best, with those eyes, he is telling you lies and making you believe them. On his on his best day, he's, he's mm -hmm. a gas, gaslighter. You better yeah. hope that you're only gaslit. He will actually light you on fire with gasoline. So yeah. he's <laughs> OG gaslighting. <laughs> The, he takes everything very literally. Ski's hiding something. Ski's got something to tell you. You know, like you're gonna kiss her and she's gonna like whisper some something in your ear that you mm -hmm. wanted to know. You know. Yeah. And you're never gonna know if she really enjoyed the kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. She like might be thinking about her ex, but yeah. Who knows? Fine. And this guy, he will go to the ends of the earth for you. Looks like that guy 100%. would smolder me to death, and I would <laughs> die happy. 100%. You die of burns from that smolder. Yeah, oh, yeah, and I'm fine with it. Okay. Here we go. Same page again. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and skip ahead to my last round. Okay, okay. Um, 
We're going to go past John Arenicus, Elminster, and Awarg. We're going to go past Gale, Galen, and Gorion. Okay. You know any of those? Okay. We know Gale. We know okay. Gale. Okay. Go past Candorus, Artemis, and Amilician. Nuh-uh. Nope. We're going to end with Tosak, Nuber, Nuber, Biff the Understudy. Wow. This bless. looks like it's from the first game or something. I think it is. Bless I think their these hearts. are all Baldur's Gate 1 poor CGI's. Okay, so we're we're doing this based off pixel characters. Let's see. Yeah. And names. Um Bill the Understudy like Biff. Biff, Biff. sorry. Biff. Not Biff even Bill. Yeah. Um I don't I don't know, man. Like why are you an understudy? Why aren't you the main guy? Like What are right. you hiding? Maybe it's just shy. Could That's be. what his therapist is asking him too. Yeah. When is your main character going to come? When's your time? Biff? Right. Biff, I think I got to kill you, buddy. Like I don't It's not your time. Wow. <laughs> you if know? you make the understudy as part of your name, it's never going to be your time. No, like did he choose that? If he if he chose that, it's Is that like, your legal name? I mean, it's capitalized, so the understudy, yeah. It's like I mean, if he was rock if he was the understudy to like the president, maybe, but like, are you the understudy to just some, some person? Guy? Yeah. Is there a president in Baldur's Gate? Is it that? There's an archduke. There's a duke. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Close. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. Biscuit needed. Yeah. You're out of here, bud. His name does sound like a, an NPC that like in our home campaign that he would just completely make up on the spot. Yeah, and expect to be in there for three seconds, and then for the rest of the campaign, we brought him along. It's because you asked me the name of every person you encounter. I'm like, I don't know, Glenn. <laughs> I know you run out of every fantasy cool name that you've ever thought of. Yeah, yeah. One of our best that I didn't even think of it. A, a player like offered it real quick when someone's like, "What's your name?" And I was like, "I hate you." And I know you're doing this to spite me. Named him Brunch Tuffley. Brunch. Brunch. Tuffley. Oh, brunch. Oh my Brunch. god. Perfect. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Okay, then we got Nuber and Tozak. Who you marry well, or, who like... you kill, or who you kissing? I mean, I feel like I don't I can't really see Nuber's face. I don't Can really you know. See Tozak's face? Not really. I mean, like he looks like Tozak looks like he'd be like a good makeout when like a bar drunk like type yeah. thing. But then Nuber just he just looks like a, a wholesome fella. He's got the shiny blonde hair, like I don't know. I mean, honestly, look at Tezok's quads. Yeah. Look how many pixels. Those are a lot of pixels. pixels than his arms. He does squats. Oh, yeah. With boulders. Pixel boulders, yeah. With the dead body of Biff the understudy. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I think I'm going to marry Nuber and be Mrs. Nuber. Yeah. Mrs. Nuber. And I'll, and, I'll make out with the other guy. And your hair matches, Alec points out. There you go. You and Nuber both have similar tastes in hair. Yeah. Ew, does that mean it's going to be one of those, like, are they dating or are they siblings? Oh, because I don't want that. Ooh, yeah, that's not good. That shit makes me want to die. <laughs> yeah. At least we don't look the same. We can say that about us. Oh, uh, now you tough got me choice. rethinking. It's a tough choice. Honestly, Nuber's uh, pixels look so much smoother. His pixels Tezos. look smoother. See, and Alex oh. said it's 100% that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to be even considered to be like 
is it his wife or his sister? So for that, I'm going to have to just kill Nuber and possibly a kiss on the cheek. And I'll, I'll marry the other one. So you're going to marry Biff? No, I'm going to marry the quad guy. And, and you're going you to you're gonna kill Nuber? No, I'll kiss. I'll kiss. Uh, I'll kiss your brother. Yeah. On the cheek. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I would kiss Nuber just because I think his pixels would be so much softer. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Those are blended out. These are very prominent. Tab Rock or whatever his name. Yeah, he definitely has some harsh pixels. But honestly, I think I'd marry him, but I don't think he's going to be home very often. Yeah. No. Probably off like, at home with a helmet. Waiting. Yeah. yeah. And you don't get quads that big from staying at home. No. No, he's no. climbing. He's, he's out. So yeah. I basically get to live the life I want. And, and then come home and get, you know, thrown around a little bit. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> which doesn't appeal to me but you know i want the quiet life that nuber will give will offer me oh, okay you're gonna marry mm -hmm. nuber yeah he just seems like a guy you know i feel like he would just come home and be like hey what's up be like hey how's it going and then he that's looks it. needy to me like yeah like he's like why why aren't you home more if it was nuber the understudy it would absolutely kill him but i'm not oh, marrying a guy named biff the understudy yeah same you know he looks like he's trying way too hard with those gauntlets yeah. Like, bro, you're an understudy. Like, what is he gonna is he gonna come home and I'm gonna be like, how was just sitting in the rafters? Like, how <laughs> was waiting in the wings, you noob? How oh, was being noob. on the bench? Yeah, it was warm. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we're gonna. Okay, gonna well there we go. Now we know that when it comes to Baldur's Gate characters, um, when given the opportunity to kiss, marry, kill them, we're probably all making pretty much the same decision. Yeah, more or less. We have the same taste in video game fictional characters, even without me knowing a thing about them. Us too, sometimes. Yeah. There we go. We're on the same page. And y'all at home, please do yourself a favor. Go follow Tabletop for Two. I'll link it below as well. And then, of course, you can use the command here in the Discord or Discord in the Twitch, because these are some people that you want to be your friends. I just met him today and I want them to be my friend. And now yeah. I'm going to blow up their DMs and they can't stop it. You could block right. it. We're but... friends. Yeah, friends for life. We're friends. Yay! BFFL. Yeah. I heard a new acronym today. It was like BFFITLATN. <laughs> Is that the new LGBTQ? Yeah, yeah. No, best, best friends forever in this life and the next ah <laughs> uh, okay uh, okay freaking gen z and their acronyms i'm like just say yeah it, it, can't in, keep up in the oh, time that it took you to type out all of that you could have just said the actual phrase <laughs> yeah hey siri you can just tell her and she'll say it oh yeah, yeah. you know my siri literally just bumped up when you said that yeah mine too yeah <laughs> <laughs> shut up siri i heard you Hers didn't because she has an Android, so. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Google. Uh -huh. uh. <laughs> whoever, no. whoever runs your phone over there, I don't even know. I don't even know because don't I turned know. it off because Does I don't anybody? want to talk to my phone. Um, And I hope you guys go, where can they find your content, like your tabletop for two and all of that? Um, I mean, Instagram is a great place to start. We have a link tree there. It has uh, our Twitch, our YouTube, our TikTok. 
Uh, we're big in TikTok and Instagram right now, but we're trying to get into the Twitch and YouTube. So that's YouTube is where all of our um, past episodes are held. You can find us on Twitch every Wednesday at seven um, Central. Well, yeah, Central Time, where we will be, uh, um, yeah, playing some Scarlet Threat until uh, yeah for the next few weeks until the campaign ends. So, right on, right on. Well, yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to check it out now because I need to learn from your level of commitment and how quickly you guys are th able to think on the spot because that's that's honestly my own pet peeve of myself as i like to grow so i'm going to check it out for myself so that i can improve my game for my players give it a shot Please man do. that would be awesome yeah thanks so much for having us on yeah it was so much fun you guys have been awesome i love your here for it energy uh i had a great time no us too man yeah, fantastic Monday awesome. night. yeah this was awesome Thank and you. make sure all of you check in next week for our next Monday Night Geek Out sesh. And then Wednesday, T-Streams, doing whatever the dopamine hits, whether that's tabletop, um, miniature painting, or playing some games with all of you, or just chatting. And then Thursdays are ongoing TTRPG using Fate Core called Cloudscape. But until next time, I am Bozer. I'm Nick. And I'm Lucy. And you just keep... Geeking out. out. We practiced beforehand. Yes. Nailed it. Proud. Nailed it. it you were about to do it. I was like, this is the thing. This, this is, is the thing. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna nail yeah. it. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>